Here we go! Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the Earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! <laughs> Boy, you are not ready. Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight. All right, welcome to episode 21 of the Current Gen Podcast. My name is Tim, and I'm here with Dan and Derek. Good evening, gentlemen. Oh, wait, is this the Xbox episode? All right, I'm out of here. See <laughs> Dan's out. But Derek's here. You stay in Xbox? <laughs> I'll Heck stay. Yeah, check out my background, boy. Hey, I I'm getting in on the on the on the thing. On the... That's true. So Derek and Dan both have Halo backgrounds. Derek's mm-hmm. is more of like the the poster version of Halo Infinite with Master mm-hmm. Chief and the Halo in the background and kind of the the overall vista with the sunset. And then Dan has the zoom in on Hamburger Man's face, whatever it's his name Craig. is. Uh, Craig. Craig. The, the meme Craig. The new meme. The one of the. Uh, I don't know what those characters are even called brutes in Halo. Or something? Are they brutes? One of the brutes yeah. that they zoomed in on the face, which is now a really popular internet meme for those who <laughs> follow the video game industry. I love Xbox. Um, no crack. Yeah. Yeah. Very detailed. Anyway. <laughs> hey, listen, before we get into what Xbox showed uh, at their games showcase, uh, before that, we're going to talk about the Nintendo Direct Mini, which shouldn't take too long. There wasn't a lot of announcements there. It was literally eight minutes long. And then the non-North American version apparently added at least one game. So we'll, we'll go through that real quick. But I just wanted to share a big frustration I have with UPS real quick. So yes. I'm, and I'm going to do this in as fast as I can. Let's see if I can do it in one minute. Okay? Tim, unleash your fury. Go ahead. All right, so let me see if I can do it in 60 seconds here. Kind of a little bit of a sold in 60 seconds moment. This is why you should hate UPS. All right, so I purchased a PC and a monitor. The PC I bought from Best Buy. Derek helped me find a really good deal that I think has pretty sweet specs that I can then upgrade from Best Buy. And I bought the monitor, a really nice monitor from... Newegg. So the Newegg monitor came as it was supposed to, arrived on time, no problem. And the tracking worked. So got to give UPS credit there. Their tracking system worked. But the purchase from Best Buy on the day it was supposed to arrive, it said your shipment's being delayed by one day. It's like, okay, whatever. So the next day, it didn't show up, no updates. It kept saying arriving today. The next day, it said in transit, but it shifted from out for delivery to in transit. So I was like, that's backwards. It's supposed to be the other sure way is. around. So now it's just listed as in transit. So I I, re- I kept calling and kept emailing, couldn't get any responses. So I eventually changed it to, hey, deliver it to my closest access point, this little mail center down the street, which is a place that the UPS can deliver if you're not available at your address. I switched that. And then all of a sudden, the whole system of tracking just stopped. And the last thing it showed was that it was scanned into our city and nothing else worked. So I waited for two more days, finally drove down to the local ups center to talk to some really little old lady she was the only person working in this giant warehouse other than some drivers that were coming and going and she was very slow she was very sweet but very very slow and there's a gigantic warehouse behind her (laughs) and i basically just asked can you look for this box it's here somewhere and she double checked it has a physical scan it arrived here some somewhere but doesn't know where it is and she did go and look a little bit couldn't find it anyway she eventually called me and because I left her my number and name, I said, please call me this afternoon when you have a chance to look more in depth and said, it's not on any trailers, on any other trucks, anywhere in their warehouse. She had other coworkers help her look. 
It's nowhere to be found. It hasn't been scanned anywhere. It's just gone. So she said, you might want to contact your the retailer, the shipper, and let them know it's missing. So I asked her to change the status of the shipment to missing or stolen or misplaced or something, but she wouldn't do it. So now I have to rely on Best Buy to take me at my word that the PC I purchased has not arrived. Mm. So thankfully, Best Buy customer support actually was pretty quick. I didn't wait on the phone for that long to talk to somebody. And I don't think they were based out of the U.S., based on the accent and the loud beeping and shouting in the background I could hear. Um, it sounded like they were working right on the street. But anyway, <laughs> she was still very friendly. And she, <laughs> she was able to she was able to cancel my order and refund my money, which is going to be coming back into my onto my card uh, by mid next week at the latest. And so that and I already checked my account. The order is listed as canceled and it's just processing the cancellation. So I will get a refund. I can repurchase it. Jeez. This time I'll pick it up right at the store. But dude, I went from having so much excitement, so much hype. I'm finally yeah. going to splurge. I'm using some of this tax refund that we feel really blessed to have gotten a good tax refund so we can splurge a little bit. We're doing some house improvements, doing this and that. And I had a little window to just get myself something just for Tim. And I was so excited and I finally got it and my monitor arrived and it's sweet and it's sleek and I want something strong to power it. And now I have to keep waiting. So listen, it's a first world problem. And I know it took two minutes instead of one. It's just, I had to vent a little bit. Derek and Dan got all of my text venting throughout the day. So you, they already you, know all this. You tried to treat yourself and UPS said you can go F yourself. What <laughs> that's happened. exactly, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, so, so UPS can go F themselves. <laughs> it, and by the way, that was one of the worst, um, kind of warehouse uh, yeah. customer centers I've ever seen. It was so disorganized. Like it literally looked like it was abandoned because there were just boxes, broken boxes, Jesus. signs that were hanging down. Like it was so filthy. It was really, it, really it, bad. It, it could be there, but I mean, with the way you're describing it, who knows? It could be buried under I would not boxes. be surprised at all if it's there and they eventually do find it. But the Best Buy customer service rep said basically like, I don't have to worry about that anymore. They're going to follow up with UPS and figure out where it is and try to get it returned to yeah. them. But as far as I'm concerned, I can just worry about the, and it was still in stock. So that's good. So yeah. I was able to buy, buy it. So, so I should get it at the end of next week. I can go pick it up from Best good. Buy. So there you go. Hopefully that happens. Oh my gosh. Hopefully they deliver to the store properly. That's but. right. Oh, and so quick side note, quick, um, I guess you could say silver lining to this whole thing is I had already talked to my wife about this. She was very aware that I was going to spend a big chunk of money on this, but she wasn't fully sold, but also kind of like, okay. Um, <laughs> But seeing me go through all this frustration, I could tell she actually has a ton of sympathy for me. She's like, well, you're still going to, you'll still get it. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'll get it. I'll get it this Friday. She's like, okay, good. So she's like, I think seeing how frustrated I was. Yeah. Kind of swung her over to sympathy side. So there's some silver lining is I don't have to worry about her. Like being yeah. upset that I spent. A That's, chunk of she's our- a keeper. And That's a nice got, gal. You got to get better. You got to just buy things like I do and keep it completely <laughs> secret. Like, I don't know. No, absolutely. I don't know if you miss, uh, if like I, you said, you, you fast forward, Fast forward through uh, Dan and I's monitor slash TV talk when you weren't on that episode. But there was a part when I was like going to talk about my monitor and I'm like, hold on, Dan. And I start whispering. I'm like, I just like, is something wrong? I'm like, I just got to make sure nobody's around because I was going to talk about my new monitor. She doesn't know about. He surveyed his surroundings and, you know, to make sure the coast is clear. She She thinks it's the 1440p. She has no clue that I... I exchanged everything. I moved all the boxes, everything. Everything was done before she got home. Hmm. Uh, what a guy. What a, <laughs> what a guy. guy. He's a keeper, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? That's right. 
Long so you go, there's game. my there's my mini UPS rant rant over. Uh, everything's fine. Everything's totally fine. It was just Everything a very fr- I like this weekend should be my first time to really dive in and splurge and just have a blast with this new powerful machine. Another silver lining is I still have tons of stuff to do in Ghost of Tsushima. We, we won't we talked about that last week. We won't dig into it much this week. But I am curious from you guys before we go into the announcements and stuff. Any updates? Any updated thoughts on this game? Because I'm still playing it and I am just now realizing how. I'm still in act one and I've just been exploring everything on that first section of the island and realizing, oh my gosh, I'm like a third of the way through this game, maybe because I'm almost done with everything on that first island. But uh, I'm still absolutely loving it. And like like with any combat system, you get used to the quirks. So the few small criticisms I had last week, don't even notice it anymore because I'm just used to it and really enjoying it. Um, Good. And uh, I really like it. I really like some of the side stuff you get to do as well, like the haikus and all that stuff. It's just kind of unique ways to have you power up. Yeah, For me, some good, like, um, oh, sorry. I was going to say there's some good side characters. Yeah. Yeah, there For are some mm-hmm. of the more like main side quests. Like there's some pretty decent interactions and um, good stories and, and good character yep. moments. Yeah. I got to that forest uh, ghost story one you had talked oh, about okay. too. That was a yeah. really cool one. So yeah, yeah I cool just vibes. did that one too. Yeah, but yeah, I was just going to say, uh, this whole week I've been playing it, I'm a, I have no idea how deep I'm into it as far as like time, but I imagine I have to be over 20, 25 hours. Um, because every time I play it, I just kind of get lost. Yep. Um, I yeah. haven't had as much time, especially during the work week, but like when I play it, I go into it going, we'll just do a mission or something. But I'm telling you, this kind of just reinforces how I felt last week with the whole Breath of the Wild comparison. Yeah. For me, again, this is just how I feel about the game. It's like once I start venturing somewhere, something always distracts me, but in a good way. but Not in an overwhelming way, like there's just too much. Like that's one of the things. Another thing I like about the game is like there's a good amount of stuff to do, but it's not like The Witcher 3 where there's like 500. Um, it's not overwhelming. Right? Well, that's what we were yeah. saying last time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's very, it's built, the way it's built is just like, hey, you're you're just this dude exploring. Yes, you have yep. a purpose, we talked about that, but like, there's no rush from the story, like, they still want you to move forward, but you, the way it's set up, you can just relax and enjoy yourself, and that, I'm still doing that, and normally, with these type of games, I usually just get my character OP, and then I start pushing through the main story. All the reviews I watched, they said the main story is 25 to 30 hours long. I'm still right. in Act 1, and I'm at probably <laughs> 25 hours. Yeah, exactly. So, so I imagine I'm going to be in this game for a while. And what I was – the whole point of me sharing that is this whole week I've been thinking – well, not the whole week, but this last part of the week as I kept playing it and just I'm just addicted to it in a way. It's like, man – could this game really be in my top three for this gen? Like, that's a hard for emotionally. It's easy for me to go. Yeah, that it is. It makes me feel good. I like it. But then when I start thinking about, I'm like, well, you're talking about, and these are again, special games for me. You're talking about the Witcher three mass effect and Andromeda, which is really special to me and horizon zero dawn. I'm like, is it really? And I'm like, yeah, it's really up there. It gives me the really special game. Yeah, exact same feelings those games yep. gave me. So you said this it, last week, Derek, and I agree with you so much. Is that Breath of the Wild is a better comparison than something like Assassin's Creed? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I actually do think it makes sense to compare certain parts of it to Assassin's Creed, but sure, it's yeah. much more Breath of the Wild. 
And honestly, if you liked certain parts of Breath of the Wild but didn't like how much time it could take to get from point to point and find something to do, this, I think, is a much more compressed, compact version of that. It's not nearly as big of an area, and you do run into stuff a lot more. And the combat... Sorry, Nintendo fans. I'm supposed to be a Nintendo guy. The combat's way better than... <laughs> well, it is. I was going to say that. Like Anybody that's listening especially Sony ponies would be like, well, the combat's way better than breath of the wild. Of course it is. But I will to, to, to give breath of the wild a little bit of credit. I think breath of the wild is a smarter game. I think the combat situation, the physics space. Well, the way they designed most of the combat was like, Hey, you want to walk in there? Okay. Well, your weapon's probably going to break and you're going to die. You you had to use the environments more and much more strategy required. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. I feel like it's a smarter game. Again, I'm not saying you can't use strategy in this game, but it's not – you don't have to. Like, you can literally – It's more the tools that you have, like kunais and yeah. smoke bombs. Tell me, like, the sticky bomb is my – sticky bomb yeah. is still my favorite sticky thing. Bomb, yeah. I've upgraded that thing to where it can't hurt me, and it's got a huge blast radius to take out others. Yeah, nice. It's just it's so great. It's not yeah. OP at all. It's not OP, even a little bit. It's so great when you get – that's a great way when I do feel surrounded, and I'm like, I wish I could somehow get my bearings. I just throw a sticky bomb and then roll. Yeah. And that usually helps yeah. me clear the deck a little Such bit. Such a great right? game. So, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. If it's not top three, it's top five this gen. I mean, I'll probably, Oof. now that we're dwindling down, and maybe we should do a show, like, you know, before we're we going to do a top, it. yep. Yeah. Yep, we'll have to I do think a we top should do a top gen. 10 for this gen mm-hmm. or something like that. Yep. Absolutely. I would say, does that include the Wii U? But every good <laughs> Wii U game has been brought over to the Switch. So I think we're all yeah. set there. So. I don't think we need to. Don't need to worry about that one. Um, all right, cool. Let's talk about the, speaking of Nintendo games, the Nintendo Direct Mini, where we learned about Metroid Prime 4, Breath of the Wild 2's yeah. come in, Mario Galaxy HD sure. Remastered. No, and none then of those. you woke up. None of those are <laughs> happening. The Nintendo Direct Mini was weak sauce at, at its worst. Uh, if it's you a are mini. a big, if you're, I know it's a mini, but the last time they had a mini, it was more like 20 minutes long and they actually announced some stuff. So okay. this one was a little bit of a letdown. Uh, a little bit. It was a lot of a letdown. I actually laughed out loud when they wrapped it up. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, but here's real quick. The major announcement was Shin Megami Tensei 5. They showed mm-hmm. a little more of that, and that's coming in 2021. So it's still a ways off. But those are really interesting RPGs. They're very creative, very dark. And so if you like Atlas games, I mean, I think it's Atlas who does those, right? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah. And so those are those. And of course, I think the Persona series spun off from that, right? Well, yeah, or, Persona or vice versa. Spun, yeah, because they have the Shin Megami Tensei, which is like, I think those were, those might have been the first ones. I think they and came then, first. And like, then Persona kind of spun off of that at some That's point. That's what I think. Because the first yeah. Persona was PlayStation 1. I actually don't know when the first uh, Shin Megami Tensei was. Okay, okay. Tensei. Well, they're uh, they're very in depth, unique RPGs, but they're just this is just not a it's not a system seller, it's not a, a blockbuster type of a game. But that was kind of their big announcement for the for the show, and it wasn't even an announcement. We knew it's been it's yeah. been in development. It was just the first time they showed some stuff for it. But anyway, that is coming. It's supposed to say spring twenty twenty no not spring just twenty twenty one at yeah. some point. Um, the other announcements included things like more content coming to Cadence of Hyrule, which is that. Um, Crypto the ne- Necro Dancer kind of spinoff, like rhythm, or a, yeah, action mm-hmm. game. And I tried the Crypto the Necro Dancer to get an idea if I would like this one enough to spend. I think it's like twenty five bucks or something, and I do not. I do not like it that much. So, um, but anyway, a lot of more, a lot more com- content coming there if that's your thing. Uh, WWE, oh, what's the name of that one? Uh, Battlegrounds. It actually looks 
WWE 2K Battlegrounds. It actually reminded me more of the old THQ wrestling games that I actually did enjoy on the mm. N64 when we used to play big party games and pull out all the N64 controllers and play Mario yeah. Kart and Mario Tennis and Mario Party and, and WCW versus NWO was part of that rotation. We loved those games. This reminds me more of that, but still, I, I just don't care that much about it. It yeah. is coming to all platforms on September 18th. Um, talked about Rogue Company which is, I think there's some sort of early access or beta or something available now. I'm not positive. Um, but if it has a full, I think it has a full release coming up if it's not already out. But that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all they talked about. There might have been a couple other things, but there's not a lot really don't to, even remember, uh, to, be honest. to get excited about. Then there was a, a Japanese-only version of the Direct Mini that also included a game called rice and ruin or something like that i remember so, reading yeah. about it on twitter <laughs> I yeah just it know. has um it has like some farming aspects which then it's like you think harvest moon you're like oh that's dumb but like it has like the sort of combat style or or like sort of the vibes of um what was it like uh is it that muramasa game i think the same guys that did odin sphere i think oh. it was like a wii game well I those do have cool art styles though yeah so I think I think it's almost sort of like that. So it's got like fast, oh. like kind of uh, sort of side-scrolling actiony combat. So yeah, it it's looks just, cool. again cool, but this is it feels very weird that we are almost in August and we still don't have any news of an upcoming Nintendo published game, especially think, for this holiday. It just feels weird. Well, I think it's so. This pandemic has been an issue, I guess, for Japanese developers. They're just not used to working from home at all. Apparently, mm-hmm. that's that's what I've heard, like on various podcasts and like articles that I've read. So, like, I think it's hitting them differently and maybe more difficult than it does mm. with uh, Western developers. Yeah. So, I think yeah, maybe could that a, could be an issue. Could so, be. Could yeah. be. Um, so, anyway, Nintendo fans, hold out. There's still some pretty decent third-party stuff. There's still lots of good sales on stuff. If you're like me, you've purchased stuff on sale, and it's in your backlog, and why not go back and play it? I actually just re-downloaded Dead Cells because I just had a itch to play that game because that game just rules. So, I'll play some more Dead Cells on the on the switch too but anyway that was a letdown of a presentation if you want to call it a presentation nintendo to their credit did not build it up they announced it like 12 hours before it launched and they called it a mini and so you can't really criticize them for not delivering they didn't hype it so uh but xbox certainly hyped their games showcase this was july 23rd they had talked about it back in may during their first presentation where it was like don't worry in july you're going to hear a lot more about our first party studios so all of us have been waiting very impatiently to hear all about what Microsoft is bringing to the table. So we're going to throw it to our resident X-Bot, Mr. Teague, to uh, take us through some of the stuff that they showed us. And I, I hope I got everything on here, if you're looking at these same notes I am. And if I missed something, let me know. But uh, take us through it, Teague. What you what'd you see? And then we can kind of give our reaction to what we liked and what we didn't like. Okay. So... I have a terrible memory, so I'm just going to go by your notes. So if you <laughs> miss something, I miss something too, because I don't remember anything. Okay, so I do, uh, <clears throat> I do remember the beginning, because I felt like, in fact, uh, I was in a group chat, and we we made the joke, uh, God, I hope, you know, Xbox starts off with Halo, because, you know, we don't want them to do what PlayStation did and show us Grand Theft Auto V. So we wanted to start off with a bang, and Microsoft did just that. So they, they started off by uh, showing us actually a demo, which I thought was pretty cool. So once I saw like the Halo Infinite like intro, then it said press start to initial, initialize the demo. And I was like immediately like 
Heck yeah. This is obviously a di- I'm not saying it wasn't pre-planned, but it definitely felt like a de- direct response to two year- two months ago when they did their other like little mini showcase, third-party showcase, and they didn't have a lot of gameplay. So, um, so I thought that was pretty cool. It was actually, I believe, an eight-minute demo, which I actually watched twice. So it streamed in 1080p. I then went back and watched it in native 4K because I didn't realize this. I'm being honest. I did not realize while I was watching it in 1080p, apparently it's really ugly. I had no clue. <laughs> I was just watching it enjoying it. And then yeah. I went on the internet and found out it was the most disgusting looking game that anybody yeah. had ever seen. I don't know if you if you knew this, but you're probably blind. Yeah, I, I, no, think so. yeah. I think so. I think so. It's why I had things. to buy that really expensive monitor that's ultra bright yeah. because I'm, I'm legally blind. You guys all hear Derek blind? talking about 4K. That just means he's, he'll be able to see it in 280p. That's all. That's what it means. Although the brightness His of that screen so yeah, will just make your eyes even worse, but that's fine. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> so anyway, so um, I went back and watched it in native 4K. I thought overall I'll address the, the issue right off the top, and then obviously if you guys want to comment on it, you can too. I thought it looked fine. I'm not even making excuses now. The more I heard people complain, I was open to listening to them. Well, this is next gen, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I guess I could see that. I think the reason I was a little distracted, meaning like I actually was in all of how it looked. And the reason I say this is because, and I said this to one of the, the guys in the chat, as I said, they nailed it. They nailed the nostalgia feeling while when I watched the actual gameplay part of it, they pulled off some new stuff I hadn't seen. So, and I definitely feel like if you look at the the, the actual game case, like the cover, uh, which is my background right now, um, that is totally Halo Combat Evolved like, right. like nostalgia right there. So they yeah. were trying to pull out our nostalgia strings, and I really felt like they did it. So that was what I was fixated and focused on. I thought overall the demo was good. I thought it looked good um, in native 4K. But again, being, I, I, I guess, kind of open and not saying all these people saying it's ugly or stupid, I think a lot of it is unrealistic expectations in a way don't get me wrong i'm not making an excuse for microsoft i do think they could have made this especially showing it off they should have made it look better um but i do think we as a gaming like media or gamers as a whole are setting really, really high expectations of what these consoles are supposed to look like and what games are supposed to look like. And I, I hate to say... I, no, I don't hate to say this. There's a ton of ignorant idiots. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of people that would watch something like Halo and be like, but Ratchet and Clank look better. Or, in our group, The Last of Us 2 looks better. And it's yeah. like, guys, please, if you're going to compare games, please do your best to pick up an Apple... And then go pick up another apple. Stop mm-hmm. picking up an apple and then going and picking up a banana and orange and going, look, guys, look, they're, they're not the same. Like, <laughs> it's really stupid and it's really frustrating to have to, like, talk to people on the Internet like that. Like, if it's a face-to-face conversation, it'd be a little bit easier. But on the Internet, you got to sit here and type out in a really nice way, hey, you're really stupid. Okay. On, really... on the other hand, though, when you watch the Ratchet, when I watch the Ratchet and Clank gameplay, 
Yeah. I was so blown away by what I was seeing. Yeah. Even even on the stream, I was blown away, knowing yeah. that it's going to look even better on a 4K TV with a PS5. Yeah. Mm. So I do think there's a legitimate case to say that blew us away in yeah. a way that Halo Infinite didn't. It's not to say it looks better or worse, because they're totally different games. I get it. They're doing different things. They're very demanding. And I would ways. agree. I don't totally. have a problem with that. But in one case, it blows your mind. In the other case, it's like, well, that was cool. But I, I, I wonder, has was Ratchet & Clank... The was it Rift in Times? That was called. No. Yeah. No. It's R- Rift yeah. Apart. Rift yeah. Apart. Yeah. Um, was that developed 100% for the PS5 and Halo Infinite was developed somewhere well, right. to straddle was, the line between the two? I was going to ask. This is not a fully from the ground up uh, Xbox Series X game, right? It's it's cross gen. Well, I mean, here's my thing, and maybe I'm ignorant to all this too, and I'm welcome to be corrected because I'm I'm definitely open to learning more. But all, you got to remember, all these games are ultimately made on PCs. They're not made on these consoles. Now, sure. don't get me wrong. Obviously, they have to get versions of the console so they can figure out what works and how it plays. But they are creating these games on PCs, and then their job is then to basically make it work on a console. Yeah. So even though we can sit here and go, Halo's made for multiple consoles, I would even say that's an excuse. Like, okay, fair enough. You still are, you're still making it for, for instance, if you're making it on a PC, all you're doing is then figuring out how to get it to run efficiently, effectively on each system, but they're still separate. If that, well, then, then that, then we can't give Valhalla the break we gave it a couple weeks ago. Not, Not really a break, but we did at least comment on how this is kind of created for current gen. And so it's not the full next gen step we were expecting. Well, I I don't remember me saying that. I think I, I remember me saying that this is what they do. Like it's not a full next gen title. But I wasn't really talking about graphics. I meant like you're not gonna see a full fledged like Assassin's Creed game where they're actually utilizing the tech. Like yeah. the big thing yeah. with Sony is SSD. Well, you're not gonna see that on like the the long okay, that's game. fair that's true stuff like that's that. true what i think I what, what happens in my mind is i think about next gen i see the cinematic trailer for example for valhalla or i saw a cinematic trailer for for halo infinite and i think oh that's where they're going like that's what and so my mind whether it's fair or unfair starts to expect that and when it cut to the gameplay version of halo infinite and it showed the guy in there talking to master chief right away i was kind of like oh okay so it kind of looks like a pretty standard current gen game not like it's last gen and ugly but it also didn't make me go whoa they're doing totally new things it looked like the the current experience as far as i can remember on halo now when he stepped out of the ship i started to think this looks really cool like the animation and the lighting and all that was starting to look much more open and unique for what i normally see in a halo game i just really really liked it so i i didn't find it to be ugly by any stretch anyone says it's ugly as a moron but (laughs) that's why i was saying in in our little like kind of like um because you were being snarky at me and i was being a bit snarky (laughs) at you like i i i need gameplay with these games like whether it looks bad doesn't look the real deal yeah Yeah, like i want to see what the game like i'm playing a video game i want to see what that looks like you know like cutscenes are great and and cg and all that like those are super cool to fun to watch but like i need to see what the game looks like and even if it looks bad it's like all right well maybe it doesn't look great but but there's still time yeah they're being honest and there's still time for them to 
improve and maybe hey maybe they even want to delay the game a little bit just to to even add that extra level of polish that now i will say this to finish the thought on what you were talking what we were talking about like like with giving a pass to assassin's creed or even halo here we are still moving from one gen to the next so and everybody here knows this is an opinion they know it's actual facts the beginning of a generation shift Yes, they are working with old old systems and stuff like that, but the reality is they don't even understand how to fully utilize yeah. optimize was the word I was trying to to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They don't know how to optimize and fully realize the power of what they're working with until three, four years in. Yeah. And then obviously Well sir, Knack would like to have a word with you. Okay. <laughs> We're really just waiting for NAC 3, right? I mean, that's what yeah. we're all waiting for. So yeah. overall, here's my thing. Because, again, I think it's a good topic, so I'm not saying we should rush through it. I think it was overblown. I think it's one of those things where it's like, man, I kind of wish I wasn't in a lot of groups now because that's <laughs> the stuff I'd rather stay ignorant to because it's really just stupid stuff. It's- well, it's not just stupid because it is stupid. But here's what the problem I actually have with it. I don't care if people think on their own it's ugly or even if they share it. I kind of just don't want to see it because it can suck the joy right out of yeah. whatever excitement you might have had for that game. And I'm excited to play this Halo game when it comes out. I'm really pumped for it. It looks like a lot of fun. It's like people but want then, you to feel bad for thinking the game looks good and runs That's good. what no, it is. No, it's not. It that's what it is right there. Yeah. You can be excited about it, but you could still, in a mature manner, critique it. Like, for me, I, I, I don't play Xbox. This did look fun, but there is something visually about it that, like, was kind of off to me. And, and not, like, just the quality of the visuals. Like, um, I was, re- I think it was uh, Eurogamer.com. There was an article, and somebody actually shared it in the group. And I was like, yeah, that's that's honestly what I was actually thinking. It, it's almost like... It's almost like it looks like little action figure plasticky characters that someone kind of plopped down. It, it, there's just something kind of weird. It's lacking uh, the polish and detail that we have been used to with recent releases. Yeah, agreed. Um, but those aren't necessarily all open world games, too. So then right. again, there's what yeah, you were just saying about. Yeah, but I even not, think it's fair. Yeah. We just talked it about an absolutely amazing game that looks absolutely gorgeous on the PS4 Pro, and that is A Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I think it's absolutely amazing looking. Do I think Halo Infinite could eventually look better than that? And I think that's kind of a fair comparison. I don't think Halo Mm. Infinite is full-blown open world. I think it's open area, like pick your destination, go wherever the hell you want, do Mm -hmm. the missions in the order you want to do them in. I think it's going to have that same type of plot that we're dealing with with like Ghost of Tsushima. But, like, I don't think it's going to be open, open world, but I think it's sure. going to have huge areas they're going to want you to explore. They're probably going to have some type of RPG system built into it to upgrade Master Chief. Maybe not him, but, like, the weapons he used. I did notice one of the weaknesses I've always felt with Halo games that I've disliked about them since the beginning, and I've been playing Halo since they released, um, started releasing is um weapons i've always hated most of the weapons all the villain or all the bad characters and evil villains have trash weapons the only ones that i liked their weapons was halo 4 um and and then master chief and his crew has decent weapons like they're they're some of them feel okay this game again i don't know if they're gonna feel good or not i was watching that i could tell they purposely did this 
they had Master Chief pick up like ten different weapons to show yeah, off. Cool. And I like that. a lot of them felt like they had weight. A lot of them looked like they were cool to use. So overall, again, not even fanboying out because I'm not a huge Halo fan. Like I like it. There is nostalgia for it because I have played it since the beginning. But anybody who's known me for a few years knows that I've just buy them at launch, play them one time, and I never go back to them generally. Sometimes I'll yeah. go back and start them, but I never finish them a second time. This one looks good to me. I am genuinely excited. Um, they, they, they're they trying to add some stuff. I saw in the notes you said grapple hook, which was pretty cool to see that they're they're adding different, like, Little mechanics that master, and it wasn't just traversal, right? He even grapple hooked like an explosive and pulled it to him and stuff like that. Yeah, it's going to be used in combat, which I thought was yeah. pretty cool. I think he even grabbed one of the brutes. Yeah, um, yeah I saw somebody mention that. Yeah. yeah, that was really cool. Also, they did say that this new Halo ring you'll be exploring is, I think they said it's several times larger than the previous two Halo games combined. As far yes, as the they were saying game. basically the game is bigger than halo four and five combined five, like was pretty linear four was a little more open in areas but if i'm re- remembering correctly but like it's not like either of those are small games by any stretch even without yeah. being open so i th- I, I really something. think this comes down to a couple things i think it's i always say it so it's cliche but the truth is in the middle and that is i do think microsoft dropped the ball a little bit with what they showed but I also think expectations were too high. I don't think they were grounded in reality. And we also have to accept, too, gaming has and social media has opened us up to thousands upon thousands of opinions. And just to give a quick example, I remember when I first played The Last of Us and I saw all the people praising it. And I, of course, while I was playing it, thought it was one of the most amazing games I ever played. I really thought this in my head. There's nobody on this earth that dislikes this game unless you're a troll. And then I found out in the internet world that a ton of people could find things wrong with it and hate it and all this stuff. And that's when I realized you just can't make everybody happy. Like there are people who, of course, it could just be they just don't have that taste. But I also think it's just this built-in negative hatred system like, Oh, that's a good thing. You like that? I hate it. You know, that type of system yeah. is built into people. Yeah. So yeah. I do think it's it's fans and social media, but I also think Microsoft, to, to, to be fair, I don't think they blew us away with the way the game looked. I personally was blown away, though, for the two reasons that I said. I felt like they nailed nostalgia while adding something new, and I really thought the gameplay looked super cool. I it looked really fun. fun. I was immediately excited when I saw, holy shit, they're going to make this like open area. I can explore. Like, I like that. Again, if anybody's listened to this podcast and previous podcasts, Tim as my witness, I've always said, hey, I really wish they'd make like a Call of Duty game where it's like more open and like I can decide how, how the mission plays out. I don't want you to tell me to follow a script. And Halo games have always kind of been like that. Again, they'll have little open areas in the battle areas, but they're still pushing you forward. Totally. They're, they're not saying, hey, um, we need you to collect three items, go in whatever order you need to go. Well, they showed him open the map, and he kind of set his waypoints for the he oh, yeah. three they different. Did that I was like, ooh, this really is kind of open. I yep. like this. 
So I really liked that a lot. I also think there's something to be said about how art design and style can direct yeah. whether or not certain people think a game looks amazing. So even though behind Dan's head, his background, I can see Craig the Brute. <laughs> and yeah, I agree. He like That right there does not look super impressive, let alone for next gen. That being said, you could probably criticize the lack of updating the art design because that's the same design that they've always had. So you can mm-hmm. say they should have redesigned it completely or they should have stuck with kind of this. Yeah. They do have a somewhat cartoony and sci-fi mix. They've always had that kind of style, yeah. um, which is why when they, when Bungie went over to make destiny, it took some pieces of that, but really kind of uh, made it more gritty and more real and scary looking. But halo kind of always maintained a little bit of that, kind of serious cartoon look it's hard the best way i can describe it and yeah. i never had a problem with that but it just never has gone for ultra ultra realism it just never has in my opinion maybe it's never been an ultra realistic universe and it has never been a violent universe it's Correct. always just been kind of like a i'm sure they they are rated mature but they're really teenage type they barely need to be though yes they they have always been a little bit of like hey we want to be kind of like star wars we want everybody to be able to play our game so we Very don't star wars like mature yes. Yes. we don't want overly mature um plots and interactions and we don't want to yep. go over crazy with violence and detail and all that Yep, totally agree. Hey, before we have you go through the rest of the list, Derek, I was just looking and it looks like there was a pre-show that I totally missed where yeah. Jeff Keeley hosted some stuff. So let me just go through that list of games real fast. A couple of my favorite uh, things were on there, to be honest. <laughs> before you uh, before you keep going with, I think the next one is the State of the K sequel. So we'll talk about that in a second. Um, all right, so he talked about, he they talked about Dragon's Quest, uh, Echoes of an Elusive Age is, let's see... Yeah, the Definitive Edition is coming to Xbox One and will be on Game Pass on December 4th, which is a pretty sweet deal if you've got Game Pass. That's a yes. fantastic and gorgeous RPG. Absolutely. Um, so Please that'll be coming out. play that game. Oh, and it's going to be free if you have Game Pass. There's no reason not to. Um, they announced this kind of slick-looking first-person shooter called Exomecha, which looked pretty cool. Dude, that thing looks sick. <laughs> yeah, it looked really, really interesting. That was uh, one that they premiered as well. It's going to be late next year, so it's a ways off, like 2021. Um, uh, some more Watch Dogs Legion trailer stuff. Nothing really new there to show. Um, they had this kind of pixelated little indie-looking game called Echo Generation, which looked yeah. kind of adorable. I thought that, that looked cute. It looks like a, a, like an RPG. That actually was one of my favorite things I saw. All, yeah, like, that one. I, I, if you like indie games or pixelated stuff, or if you even liked stuff like uh, they, some people compared it to Stranger Things vibe. If you like, well, it's that. like Minecraft where it's like cube cube like, but like mm-hmm. smaller cubes. So it's right. kind of like that sort of style but 3d yeah. wow give that one a really look good. uh hello neighbor 2 which i know that my, my kids actually taught me this hello neighbor is apparently one of the most popular like twitch type games people like to watch people play hello neighbor it's all about yeah. sneaking and I, I don't know all about it but the sequel's coming out uh in 2021 and then let's see a couple of the games called sable and shredder which i don't know much about but those were talked about um and then the last one i wanted to mention real quick before the showcase started was the new Square Enix game, which I was messing with Dan about. I was like, dude, tell Square to get back onto Final Fantasy VII nah. Remake Part Two and away from this trash. Nah, this is important, Tim. But uh, as, a, as a Super Nintendo and PS1 fan, I am kind of interested in this. Oh, yeah. It was called, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, Balan, Balan? Wonderworld? Yeah, Balan, Balan Wonderworld. Balan Wonderworld. Wonderworld. It kind of looks like a circusy platformy thing. It's basically Super Mario, like 3D Super Mario with like Mega Man mechanics. Yeah. 
So he, he like your character Thanks, can have Square. like different costumes and do different abilities with based on that costume and yeah it's like a 3d platformer i think it looks cool just it's not visually as sharp as it should be but yeah yeah square yeah. please don't continue the epic story between cloud and sephiroth and their no. whole crew please, please very tell us to... tell us the, these stories this is actually uh gonna be like the middle game they're gonna they're gonna lead into part two with this at the end of this oh, game oh got it yeah yeah got yeah. It. yeah this is the <laughs> teaser all right, Derek, what happened after Halo, after the worst and ugliest game ever? What happened after that? <laughs> totally disgusting. I actually turned off the show. Yeah, I couldn't handle it. So Bow in Wonderworld looked way better than Halo Infinite. Oh, so. my gosh. So, actually, the next trailer was kind of interesting. And I will I will say that I at initially thought it was State of Decay. I was hoping it was, like, a reboot and not, like, three, because I felt like they dropped the ball with two. Um, but as it kept playing, I was like, well... This looks too good to be State of Decay, so maybe it's like a Walking Dead or something like that. Maybe, maybe new IP. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe this is Microsoft finally creating like a single player third person experience. So I will say, little disappointed to find out it was State of Decay three. I was too. I'm glad you said that because it showed a girl out in the woods, some creepy wolf approached, and she screamed at it, and she had a crossbow, and I was like. What is this? Yeah. As soon as I saw there was something zombie related, I was like, crap. Yeah. <laughs> so my here's the thing. The funny thing is, is here I am saying, oh, I'm bummed that it's State of Decay 3. That shows you how much I hate it, too. Because after State of Decay 1, when they announced State of Decay 2, I was yeah. happy. I was, too. So 2 definitely bummed me out on the whole franchise. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want them to just trash it and move on. Or they need to fix it. So here's my thoughts on this pretty simple and then we can move on unless you guys have some that unless state of k3 is going to be treated like a triple a experience 60 dollar game i am fine paying 60 dollars or of course it comes to get game pass ultimate um unless it's going to be treated like that i have zero interest in playing that if it's just going to be a third version of what we've already played in the first two with no major changes no triple a experience for those who are not familiar with state of decay the first two in fact the first one was basically like an indie type game it was it was still pretty nice looking but it that was, was part of what made it so great was the yeah surprise. it was a, it was a 20 dollar game that surprised you 20 dollar survival experience in like this open world it was fun they tried to make it better in the second one but they kept the budget low i was really surprised by that because the first one was pretty successful and they in my opinion failed they had just a ton of issues at launch the game was broken in so many areas i'm sure they've fixed it but i have no interest in going it wasn't visually pleasing it didn't play any better like all the glitches from before and it was still still a budget title i believe it was 30 bucks brand new and the multiplayer had its moments. I remember playing with some yeah. friends where it could be fun, but for the most part, it didn't. It wasn't uh, that exciting to want to just log on and play with friends again, again, so, again. And I'm so. fine with it sticking with the whole co-op thing. And I think we actually talked about it when we talked about Watch Dogs Legion. I brought up, I believe... No, I didn't bring up State of Decay. I actually brought up a zombie. But maybe yeah. one of you brought up State of Decay. State of Decay is the same thing. Like you start with a character, you die. That character doesn't come back. You just take over somebody else in your camp right. or whatever, and you can go retrieve your stuff. I just don't attach to those games. Like you kill me off, and I take over somebody else I don't know and care about. 
I go get them killed and we just recycle. Dude, that's the difference though is that you don't just control one. You can switch, but you can have a whole crew yeah. of like seven people and you pick who you want to yeah. control because others need to rest. So it's a little different. It's kind of like you've got this whole crew that you control. This is your party for the game. And then you can, if one of them yeah, dies, it's a bummer. But systems, like your whole yeah. point is to basically, it's kind of like The Walking Dead. Go out on runs to get everything you need for your camp and you've got to take care of this this group of people otherwise they'll yep. turn on you or they'll starve and die so it's a survival game it's it a yep. lot of management but overall i lost a lot of love for the the franchise with two obviously i'll look into three but like i said this is important to me if they're not going to treat it like a triple a title they've probably lost me i might I just move it up one time and then just like I'm on done. my on my wish list for a three would be a really awesome camp Single management campaign type stuff like i really want to be able to build up my camp in more visual and obvious and cool ways there really wasn't that many and also they were hard like at the beginning progress was surprisingly slow to add stuff to your camp and now like, people were always starving and unhappy and i was like this is overwhelming so i didn't love it at the beginning but anyway moving on uh racing stuff so Forza yes. Motorsport was shown. They did make sure they tell us that the, everything that they were showing was in engine. They didn't show much. It was just like quick like clips. So it wasn't like you were watching a demo or anything. Um, but Tim, yeah, you were correct. I went after you and I had a conversation to look up because I just assumed they skipped Forza this past year. So in our 2019. They didn't release a Forza game, and they right. release a Forza game every year. So it's either Motorsport or Horizon. Um, they didn't release it. So I just assume that with the launch of their new console, that this would be another selling piece is that, hey, you've skipped a year. You've now given them a couple years to get Forza Motorsport ready to go. Actually, three years. Um, and... It's not releasing at launch. It's early in development, which is really weird. I yeah. don't understand. Unless what have they been doing? They're trying to perfect that ray tracing. Like another ray, ray yeah, ray tracing. So, um, Dan, I think you've talked about racing games as showpieces before. Like these are oh, just yeah. like the sexy games to show off with Absolutely. The new graphics, right? I mean, that's they. You know, they did Gran Turismo, the new Gran Turismo that's coming out on the PS5 um, showing, and like. And they didn't show much either. They they did show a bit of gameplay, but it was like a very small first person portion. Um, but yeah, that's that's but always like the thing. Really care anymore? Like I'm being <laughs> honest, as somebody who likes racing games, I don't. It's kind of like showing me Madden or something. Like, oh, okay, cool. It's a little bit more realistic, but it's like we've seen this over and over. Does anybody really get excited? They do. They absolutely do. Gran Turismo is like one of the best selling franchises in PlayStation. I think, history. They, I think they do. Well, Same thing with FIFA games. Like you they look just want at to see recent stats, it's declined majorly. Yeah. And it may have, but Forza I mean, I don't know what they are. Sells but. Good. But I would also say I don't trust Xbox sales numbers anymore because I have no idea what they consider a sell with everything coming to game pass. That's yeah. Um, but anyways, it looked good. I expect it to look good when it actually launches. It's probably I think this will be a fall 2021 game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a major release for 2021. Probably going to hit in that September time frame. I believe that's I when they normally launch their Forza games. September, October, maybe. October. Um, but overall, yeah, it's just another racing game. Unless they, again, 
and maybe this is why they're taking so long to make it. This could be a game that you utilize the, hey, you can do native 4K ray tracing at 30 to 60 frames per second. I don't know, because for those who are um, don't understand ray tracing, trust me when I say that bad boy eats up. It eats up, like, the power of your video card. Like, I drop, when I activate activate uh, ray tracing, I drop 20 to 30 frames per second. Yeah, um, sure. So if they're going to do, like, high-end ray tracing, don't be sitting here expecting, oh, my games better be native 4K at 60 frames per second. You're probably, if they're going to really go for graphic heavy and lighting and all that stuff, you're probably going to stick around that 30 frames per second. But anyways, so this might be a game where they can go, hey, you can play it native 4K, ray tracing 60 frames per second, or you can do 1440p, maybe no ray tracing, and run it at 120 frames per second. Again, this is that sexy showpiece game that we talk about. I think they're trying to check off all the boxes that they possibly can. That's what I'm saying. I think there's going to be certain games, and we'll talk about one in a little bit, where they they can start to exploit the frames per second as well and make that kind of a selling point next game this one i'm actually really interested in i'm not gonna say excited because i don't know much about it but it's Everwild, and it's made by rare development i've always liked uh rare but ever since xbox took over them they haven't really done anything i've cared about um sea of thieves is probably the best thing they've done and i didn't care about it um but this game looks more up my alley I thought, uh, well, graphics-wise, the art style, I should say. Yeah, art style Tim, was cool. Tim was talking about it earlier that there's certain games, like just the art style can make it look like the most amazing-looking game, but it's not going for a realistic thing. So this is more of yeah. like a cartoony, uh, what did you what did you say, cel-shaded? I don't know. Yeah, kind of cel-shaded. I, I, yeah. It, to me, it looked like... Um, like if they were to have made Pocahontas with Pixar tech today, it kind of had that vibe. Like yeah. it felt very yeah. Native American spirits, and so it. But the and the characters looked really vivid, but not he, like real, realistic. Yeah, so it was yeah. cool. I really liked it. It's um, one of excuse me. It's one of those games where I believe whether it's in game or a cinematic trailer they're actually just going to be able to switch it and it's going to look the same. I think that was in-game assets. It, it just was like cutscene type stuff. Yeah, as I, like, I, yeah. I, that's kind of my point. Is that I What I thought was cool was like different. PlayStation's going to have a very similar-ish game, different art style, but they're going to have this yeah. Kona Spirits game, which looks yep, yep, awesome yep. and really pretty and fun. And it looks like Xbox is going to have this rare game called Everwild, which hopefully is also pretty and fun and that kind of stuff. So interesting, um, but who knows if it like they did describe it, I think, as a game that's all about exploration. And yeah. so they the little hints that the dev lady at the end kind of gave sounded like it's going to be something where you get to go out and explore. So that to me says open area or open world, maybe. Seems like so, there's a lot of vibes yeah. of like working with uh, with the collaborating with animals in the wild or helping animals Mm -hmm. nature um as a sony pony um i'm actually very (laughs) envious of this being on there this that that actually i think might have been my uh, favorite thing that they showed overall in the main showcase it looks like something that a sony dev would make at a glance at least it it looks it looks pretty awesome so this is i you know i wasn't planning on this and again we don't talk about it a lot but i think this is actually a pretty cool 
it's never looked as a positive thing, especially in a lot of conversations. But having somebody like Dan on here who, and I'm just going to throw it out there, I would never tell somebody what they should have to buy. But I do think, like him being on this podcast, I do think he at some point should invest in like an Xbox and like experience those games. I think it's kind of cool when you have like, for instance, him saying, hey, Everwild looks pretty cool. I'm pretty jealous of that. I've always been kind of interested in Gears. Well, here's the thing. Like, he doesn't have to buy an Xbox Series X to... to Xbox One S even would do the trick. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. So as the Series X comes out, the older models of Xbox are going to drop in value and price. So yeah, my, my son got an Xbox One S. It was the digital only version. We got it for 150 bucks with three months of Game Pass, and I, I forget which game he picked. There was one full game came for free with it. 150 yeah. bucks last year on sale. So my so point I can't is, imagine what it will be when the is somebody like out. Dan could, if he wanted to invest 150, 200 bucks, he could experience all these games at a yep. really reasonable price when you really think about it. And it would they would still look decent, you know? Yeah. It won't look as good and glorious as, you know, They'll my PC and or Xbox Series X, but it'll still look good. But Anyways, I mean, never these while, games, overall, good. I was going to say these games are on Game Pass, which then I could play on my PC or my laptop technically, right? So, yes. If, if you're... If your yeah. PC can run it, which if you tell me your specs, I'll tell you. That's an even that's an even better investment is if you yeah. have a PC that can run these at least at yeah. a decent Forget level, then get your Game Pass subscription going for a little bit. You know, try them out yeah. there. Also, no, oh, we didn't mention this. Derek, were you going to say this about Game Pass? Go ahead. I was just going to say they they said it several times, but I thought it was so cool. Every game they showed, and if you count the oh, pre-show, yeah. it was like twenty something, twenty five, twenty six games total. But every game they showed in the showcase. I think the 22 specifically are all going to be on Game Pass when they launch on day one. Yeah, so that was really cool to know. Like, if you're a Game Pass subscriber, you can watch these games, decide what you might want to try or not, but you don't have to worry about will I buy them and when do they come out as much because I do I have to budget for them? They're on Game Pass. So if you're a subscriber, download and play. I thought that was awesome. That was I really feel cool. like that's something, and I'm not saying that Microsoft and Xbox haven't talked about it. They have, of course. They've talked about um, the the smart delivery and all that they beat that like a a dead horse but i don't think at least from my standpoint and i thought the the video of alana that uh fab on our group shared was real good and that is she was in disbelief about how many gamers are not even (laughs) mentioning that microsoft has announced basically with this whole showcase whether you like the games or not all these games, like Tim said, they're at your disposal for $15 a month. And here's the thing. $15 a month is what you're paying if you buy it at the regular price. There are so many deals. I'm not even just talking to yeah. Microsoft. I All go to CD Keys. I go mm-hmm. it, Best Buy sometimes will have three months for $25 when it normally should be $45. Yep. So there's deals all the time for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And when the Series X launches, I guarantee you they're going to have deals for the rest of this year. Now, they might be fewer starting in 2021, but for right now, you're going to see deals like crazy. They want people to start subscribing, and I yeah. think you're going to see a ton of deals. You're also going to have access to all these previous games once that system all of uh, once the new one comes out, right? Yeah, so some, then, of like, the, some of the third-party you know. stuff rotates off, but yeah, yeah, yeah. for the most part, like the entire Gears franchise, Halo franchise, yeah. Ori games, like anything that you could have wanted to play, 
in the Xbox history for the most part is there. It's awesome. It's just a dumb yeah. amount of games to be able to have like right yeah. when a new system's coming yeah, out. Yeah, and that was one of the things mm-hmm. I will will say I was wrong about. I remember when Game Pass was announced and they were like, first party games are coming out in Game Pass. And I remember I said, yeah, for like two weeks or a month, like they're not going to want you to beat their games on Game Pass. And I was they wrong. Sure do. I never yeah. realized that their whole goal was, no, 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 no. We're getting away from caring whether you buy our console. We're getting away caring whether you buy our video games like that. I know that sounds backwards, but honestly, if people are following what Xbox is doing, they're changing the way we play games and they're changing the way they sell it to us. It's 100% the Netflix model where they don't worry about sales of the individual movies or, you know, TV shows and that Nelson ratings for ads and stuff. They don't worry about that anymore. If If they can keep you as a subscriber and then get you so accustomed to being subscribed that you rarely if ever think about canceling that because there's yep. just always new content here's the next thing here's the next ne- netflix i've never considered should we cancel netflix because there's right. always the next show the next series yeah. the, the, they just added the michael jordan last dance series because i don't have espn so now i get to watch that like they keep adding stuff and i think game pass does the same thing they're like we're going to keep giving you just enough to keep you subscribed but let's go on to the next uh this is the wokest of games that they had <laughs> So, Hold on, but you gotta say it the right way, though. Don't say it like a normal. You gotta sing it. Who wokest? Like no, 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 I'm saying the name of the game. <laughs> oh, go ahead. It's Tell me why. There Tell you go. So, um, I actually uh, was very interested in this. So was I. I, I, I mean, I'm teasing. I'm the a... Don't Nod's new game looks really good. The music, though, right? Was it the music? Yeah. Well, the music, but also they tell great character stories, and so. Yeah. You got these two siblings, and just to get the the elephant in the room out of the way, yes, the big news about this game was that there's a there's a main character that's a trans character, and so this is right, about right. two young girls, and then one of them transitions to become a boy, and there's a lot about like you are, my, I don't care what anyone says, you're my brother. So there's there's that part of the story, but it looks like the story is much much bigger than that, which I think is awesome. Supernatural so, elements, very supernatural elements. I loved the 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 first game that they put out was just amazing, and so I I have. Uh, I have more interest in this than I thought I would. I thought it would just be kind of social commentary, but it looks, from what I can tell, like uh, like a pretty interesting. They're again, tricking you, Tim. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. I mean, if it make if it actually matters in the story, then great. If it's just like, oh, well, they he happens to be trying. It's like, well, I mean, I think that- it is going to matter. Yeah, I think yeah, it is going to matter in the story. And if that's so, the case, my then, question yeah. is, um, and maybe I saw it wrong, something happens to their mom, right? That's what it looks it like. It seemed like okay. it, yeah. I don't want to do spoilers or anything, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what intrigued me. I didn't I didn't catch yeah. the trans thing. I wasn't paying attention that much. But um but yeah, I'm actually interested and I'm not a big Don't Non fan. I I played the first what was the one Life is Strange. Like? Life is Strange. I played yeah. the first Life is Strange. I enjoyed it for the most part. I didn't I love that game. It. Yeah. There was a second one, right? I didn't want. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything they've done after that I've not done. Um, yeah. but this but one, this one, the episode one comes out soon. Yeah, yeah. August 27th again on game pass chapter one. So I'm going to download and play it because there's nothing yep. coming out in August anyway. So, yep. all right. So, and Oh, by the way, it actually looked good. It looked real like animations. It looked yeah. good. Um, especially compared to, uh, their last games, which didn't look that great. Now this mm-hmm. next one, Old older game, like not old old, but it's not a brand new release, but it was more of a 
just an announcement of the 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 update that the Xbox Series X will get for Ori and the Will of the Wisp. And this is what I was basically talking about earlier when I was talking about frames per second. So the big thing with the update for this is they're going to bump it up to native 4K at 60 frames per second, or you can play it at 120 frames is what they're going for. I don't got to get those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> I don't know if uh, I doubt 120 frames per second is going to be at 4K again. It honestly depends on how powerful these systems are. I know what the numbers are. I've gone over the numbers before on our show. If you just look at the amount of teraflops, it should be able to do it. But yeah, again. Well, the coolest um, thing here is whatever upgrade they provide, um, the smart delivery thing, which I know is kind of a silly great. title for it, but you get to upgrade for free on the yep. new console. But th- cool. that's pretty cool. Um, again, Ori, I, I will say this. It was cool watching how they actually slowed it and played it at a fast enough speed that that it was not choppy, but you could see the difference between 60 and 120. And it I'm was gonna, pretty cool. I'm going to be honest with you. I couldn't see. I couldn't tell the difference, but I, I didn't know what I was looking for. I oh, didn't know what I, I was supposed it. to be looking at. You could mm-hmm. see on the left side was the 60 hertz and on the right mm-hmm. side was the No, one. I saw that. But no, what, was what I was going like... to say is you could see if you watched them both mm-hmm. at the same time, you could see them skipping animations. Oh, okay. What I thought was mm. cool is you could see them like like nobody who's listening can I'll see. I'll be them. honest, someone who I've, I don't have a trained eye for this. So when I look at any side by sides, the first things I notice are things like overall brightness or yeah. like texture details. And for the most part, those look the same. I was watching I'll it on you, the stream too. So I'll I think give you all that affects it. Whenever you're watching like digital foundry videos and stuff. Focus on one thing. Don't look at the whole screen. Look at one thing and then just watch as everything changes and you can see mm. whether it's looking better or not. Because they'll they'll do where it's like, here's native 4K, here's 1400, 1440p. And if you just stare at one thing, not the whole screen, you'll see it how it should. Well, I like when they do the slider. That that usually works for me when they kind of slide in and out when it's yeah. like previous thing and then new thing. So, yeah. All right. And then the other thing... Oh, so we got um, we got a new announcement for the Outer Worlds. I'll be honest, I kind of zoned out, even though I love the Outer Worlds. Again, old news, meaning like you're talking about an old game. I don't really care. So it was a reveal, right? And then PlayStation <laughs> tweeted out about it later. So it is coming to all platforms. Yeah, and it, it should. It, I, I, Microsoft's pretty fair about how this works, and I really do believe going forward as far as a sequel or anything like that they probably will keep that exclusive unless they're going to get paid by sony a lot which i doubt but i think anything attached to the original outer worlds dlc all that it makes sense that it it'll would probably be. come to switch and ps4 and ps5 and all that stuff yep um, it has that same kind of outer worlds goofiness silliness fun looks it looks cool it's a new area right so. it's a totally new area new missions and all that stuff looks like a lot so that's of fun. cool but again been there done that actually been there a second time and not done it yet um and then the next thing was grounded uh which this is again something i kind of zoned out on because a i'm not this is, can we just say this is obsidian <laughs> this is like the least obsidian yeah obsidian which game for that here's here's what i will say i like that they own that i love that obsidian was like you know this is something we've never done before and then we'll talk about it in a minute then they get back to what they are known for so i do yeah. love uh-huh. that they they did actually acknowledge Hey, I know they didn't say this, but they're like, I know you're disappointed <laughs> that we're talking <laughs> about this game because this is not Obsidian type games. 
but uh, they kind of went over what ground it is. I'll just give a quick, unless you guys want to add on. I have no like excitement for this at all. I'll try it, but but basically, early access is July twenty eighth. It's a it's games called Grounded, but it basically is Honey I Shrunk the Kids. So you're in, you know, you're shrunk, and so a regular area like grassy area looks like like huge trees. Yeah, like a huge forest, but it's I don't even know what it is. Like I guess it's just a survival. Is it survival action? It's like... a survival game where you're exploring, okay. building, all that kind of stuff. Is there know. RPG elements? It looks like there's multiplayer elements. Yeah, mild RPG survival mm. stuff. You know, like you can. That sounds cool. Your... So like it looks very kid friendly too. It's like my kids, I think, will really enjoy it. And yeah. if it has the co-op that it appeared to have, it really looked like they were showing multiple players working together. I mean, um, it could be a fun kind of multiplayer with the kids. obsidian is about depth so i mean a game like this that you could even get some kids involved and yeah. then have some depth in there you know yeah. you can kind you know, of teach you're, them you're teach fighting them. ants and bees yeah. and whatever else that are now Here's big monsters thing. to you as obsidian is now owned by microsoft that means they're bigger and they're going to work on more projects so we can no longer say well this is an obsidian game and they normally do this like they're going to branch out just like rare yeah. Like well, this one's almost done, right? Early yeah. access is this month, and then yeah, they'll roll it out for real in a couple months after that. But what about the one that they teased? What do you think about that? So that's what I thought was cool. So they basically, <laughs> I'll admit, and they played us. I know they did this intentionally. They were like, hey, let's talk about Grounded, which you A, already know about, and B, is not interesting for somebody who's an Obsidian fan. So they played off that. They knew you were interested. And then at the end of talking about Grounded, they're like, but... Let's show you something we're working on that is, you know, an Obsidian game. And so that's where they rolled out a, uh, I guess, just a CGI cutscene. Um, it was a really cool new... one, though. What's that? It was very cool, though. Like, yes, yeah. it was a cinematic trailer, but it was really cool. Yeah. Which, again, early on, I'm totally cool with that. Which, it's a new um, RPG called Avowed. It totally gave me uh, Skyrim feels as I yeah. was uh, watching Lord of the Ring Skyrim. I was even messaging the the group chat, and I was like, "Dude, this feels like Skyrim." Um, so it's a really cool. It's I would say, out of everything that was announced, this is probably one of my favorite announcements. Just did again, they not? Did they show like a first person perspective of someone doing magic? That doesn't mean it's going to be was a cinematic yes. game. Yeah. So that's it doesn't mean it's going to be first person, but it Skyrim looked like feel. Maybe. Because yeah. I think he had a sword in his right hand, and then he started doing, like, yeah. magic with his left. Yeah, the magic symbol. like yeah, magic. So who knows sauce. if that's how they plan on the gameplay, and they wanted to give us a tiny well, little sneak peek. But... Obsidian did make Fallout New Vegas. They, they, I think yeah. this is, like, basically their answer to Skyrim, is essentially that's yeah. what I mean, they want to do. Um, they do first person very well. There are rumors. Uh, I don't know if you guys played the, what is it, Pillars of Eternity games? Yep. Supposedly it takes place in that universe. Oh, okay. So anybody who's super into those games, it, it, I, it's rumored to be taking place in that universe. I gotcha. played the first one for a few hours. I enjoyed like how they do the story and stuff, like the decisions you make and stuff. But again, I can't get into those games. They're so slow and just not. They're not. Yeah. Um, by the way, since we're about an hour and 10 minutes in every once in a while, apologies if this sounds rude to anybody, but I'm just going to push us on to the next game. So let's just jump over to As Dusk Falls. All right, let's go. So As Dusk Falls is a indie game that basically I didn't give two craps about, but it's probably pretty <laughs> cool. 
And the reason why I say that is because it was, um, and Tim put it in the notes. It's basically like a storybook looking game. The visuals were, oh, that one, yeah, cool, but they were a little off putting. They were very unique. Yes, oh. they were unique. But Do you remember it, the, it, that movie? They did like a couple movies with this kind Scanner of Scanner Darkly. Scanner Darkly was, and they had they uh, Prime has a TV show also that has that same type yeah. of art over top of a real actor look to it. Yeah, it kind of yeah. has that vibe to it. A little but it's watercolor. like a novel, right? It's like one yeah. of those visual novel games. But it looks it has... like it's all still frames yeah. that has some Ken Burns effect, and then there's voices. That's what it looks like. Yeah. So overall, yeah. not my cup of tea. But if it is something like. Um, you know, something like what Dotnod is doing with Tell Me Why, where it might well, have an interesting... We don't really have Telltale games anymore, so maybe yeah. this is a Telltale-style experience, you know? Yeah. So if it's like that and it has an interesting premise, again, yeah. Game Pass, try it out. Next, go. we got a little bit of a talk from Ninja Theory, which is another developer that was bought out by Xbox. I'm a big fan of them, but not a big fan of Hellblade. But Hellblade overall was very successful, so they're still working on Hellblade 2. I don't think there's anything we really need to talk about with that. They didn't show anything new. They just said, hey, still guys, looks gorgeous. On it. Yeah, yeah. Um, looks cool. The next announcement, I personally don't give two rats butts about, and that's Psychonauts <laughs> 2. Well, I'll talk about it real quick, because I honest. loved Psychonauts 1. Played it on yeah, the I PS2. literally got up and left the room. That was my I, I loved that, and I love that they're also having Jack Black do at least some singing, if not yeah. assuming some voice work in this game, too. That song was just so tenacious D. I Can I ask you it. real quick, Tim? Did you for a second think that was maybe possibly a Brutal Legend sequel? I kind of did. When I saw Jack Black, yeah. I was like, what are we doing? What are we doing? But yeah. Um, yeah. when I saw Tim Schafer and that was Double Fine, I put two and two together and realized, oh, this is probably uh, Psychonauts 2, and it is. Yeah. Um, listen, Psychonauts 2 does not look like the best-looking cartoony game out there like ratchet and clanky games like that take that for sure but this has a very unique art style if you played the first one you know it's kind of wacky and it's all set in dreams and invading people's minds and it's all very very silly i think very clever and funny writing too and it looks like a lot more of that and psychonauts one if you could get past the wackiness of it actually had some pretty surprising and creative gameplay stuff in it for a for what is looked at as a 3d platforming adventure game surprise it'll surprise you with some of the gameplay stuff so i feel like this will be a fun game not any instant game of the year contender or anything but it'll just be a really fun game uh, and again game pass so i'll give it a whirl yep. yeah that one will be one i don't even download it's not worth that's fair okay so next um again kind of zoned out because it's old game but still a cool announcement and that's Destiny 2 is coming to Game Pass, and that includes all DLC. So Destiny 2, the, like, base game is already free to play, but, like, any of their expansions, you still have to pay for a good amount of them. Um, One being um, Beyond Light, which is coming, I believe it launches in September. So from what I'm understanding, if I'm wrong, so they can correct me, is that Destiny 2... And all the expansions will come to, except Beyond Light, will come to Game Pass in September. But Beyond Light, which is the new one, will then be available in Game Pass November 10th. That's what I think. Because I think Beyond Light releases for everyone to buy in September, right? I believe so. So either either Beyond Light releases to purchase or on Game Pass in November, or you can buy it in September and it's on Game Pass in November. One or the other. I'm That's not sure how I is. think it is. I think it's yeah. you can buy it because they still want people to buy it in September, 
But if you don't buy it, you'll have access in November. By the way, Destiny 2 uh, looks better than Halo Infinite. All right, uh, next game. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> All right, so this is another one where I actually thought it looked really cool, but then kind of when I saw the name of it was disappointed. But this is Stalker 2, so it's a console launch exclusive. Um, it looked really cool. It had a cool cutscene. Yeah. Very interesting. I was, again, kind of hoping this was a new IP. Yeah. It's Stalker 2. I know about Stalker, but I don't played it. know it. So, What's the game like? like? What is the gameplay like? I'm not sure. It looked Silent Hill-ish to me. I've never played it. Mm. So I believe, and I could be wrong, I believe Stalker is like a kind of like a... It's not like straight up horror, but it's, you know... Seems post-apocalyptic. Shooter yeah. with like creepy settings. Okay. Yeah. But again, I could be wrong because I don't play those games. Uh, next one is Warhammer 40K, uh, 40,000 Dark Tide. This is a console launch exclusive. I don't have anything to add on that. It was just a short cinematic trailer. A couple of guys in some army suits come walking in with flashlights, and they turn around, and there's a huge army horde of some kind of zombies and other Kind of gave me um, Left 4 Dead vibes, but in the Warhammer universe. Yeah. So I've had a I've had a hit or miss love and hate relationship with Warhammer. Like when it comes to the physical game with people painting their statues and all that stuff, it always annoyed the crap out of me because I had a couple of buddies who got so into it, we kind of stopped hanging out and playing video games together because I didn't like it. <laughs> so it always pissed me off. I never liked it, uh, even though I never tried it to be honest. But some of the video games have been fun. Like I've played some of the 40k, especially the RTS games on PC. Yeah. Like Dawn of War. I just thought that was an awesome, awesome RTS. Um, so I like some of the stuff they do. And as soon as in the trailer, the guy said something about Inquisitor, I was like, oh, this has got to be Warhammer. So yeah. um, who knows? It's just a cinematic trailer. It gives you no uh, hint as to what type of game it is. So, All right. So next is Tetris Effect Connected. So Tetris Effect, I believe, is already a game that's out now. Don't play it. Mm -hmm. Don't care. This is Connected, is. where they're obviously going to connect players. Um <laughs> Very astute observation. I mean, that was what the whole trailer was, was showing people. It was like there was a video camera out on the TVs looking at people playing video games. And everyone's yeah. happy, having fun. And there was a song about being connected and happy. And I'm wondering whatever. if they're trying to capture the Tetris 99 vibes. But I like thought it would this. be like Tetris 99 yeah. is now coming to Game Pass. Uh, yeah. But then I saw the style of it. It looked more like Tetris Effect. And that's what it is. So yeah. Okay. So the next one, you guys can talk about it if you want. But it's the Gunk. Um, as soon as I saw that this was a Steam World game, I was like, "Oh, don't care." But it's not a Steam World game. It's the devs I know, of it's Steam made World. Made by the Steam World. Yeah, people. yeah. Im Image and okay. Form. Do whatever. Image and Form makes really good games. Uh, <laughs> but this is kind of more of a 3D exploration type of a game where you're some. Yeah. You almost look like a a little kid Ghostbuster. You have some kind of vacuum looking. Wow. Mechanism you really sold me on. By the way, I'll be requesting a refund from Xbox when this launches on that's, Game Pass. That's okay. totally fair. All right, on, all right, Karen. Uh, who who knows There's if it's going to be on manager right now? <laughs> all of all of the image and form games have been either two D side scrollers or kind of more turn based games. So this is going to be the first foray into three D. It yeah. honestly, it kind of looked to me like a, a lower budget DreamWorks movie visually, and so. Mm. And I don't mean that as a slight necessarily. It's just it didn't it didn't blow me away. It didn't go like, whoa, look at these amazing visuals. It was kind of like, yeah, it looks like an animated movie that you control. Yeah. Um, if it was on the PS5, it would blow you away. Dude, oh. that, S, that SSD, all yeah, the gunk. No 
Hold on, just the gunk appearing real fast and disappearing. So the gunk didn't really do much for me. Um, my kids will probably want to try it, but the next one did. And I'm not even yeah. a big horror game fan, but this one no. looked so cool. Yeah. So the next one's the medium, and I have to agree with Tim. I thought this one looked cool, although it looked a little scary for me. So um, did you get control vibes at all too? A little yeah. bit. See, Silent I, I Hill. Silent I Hill thought vibes. it was gonna be like a remedy game because I was like, oh, this is totally what remedy would pull. So again. This one was pretty cool because it showed you controlling this woman, and then all of a sudden, as she keeps like moving through these these areas, it then shows it, it basically cut the screen in half, and there was like another version of her, but she looked different in a totally different world, almost like she was in. Like, it was like mirrored, like the yeah, it was mirrored, but the mirror was like the afterlife, and then she or a spiritual world, and then yeah. she's in. Yeah, one was uh, certainly more magical or something. So the other thing that was kind of interesting is they basically said that you're playing both sides. It sounded like at the same time, like they're they're rendering both of these yeah. different areas at the same time. So it's not like yeah. if I'm making sense that the girl on the left, you just control her and then it switches to the right. It's like, no, they call it dual reality gameplay. It's some new yeah. groundbreaking thing. I, I saw, I saw actually while I was watching the easy allies, they were doing reactions and, and they popped over to a video that was actually showing the gameplay. It was going back and forth. Yeah. Which then kind of seems opposite of what, like they're describing it as where it seems like it's almost two things happening at the same time like with one analog. So I don't know if maybe there's certain moments in the game where you're controlling both at the same time, one analog, but like different maybe. things are happening well, on each side. I don't know. Only Cause it, they did use the word render. So maybe they yeah. were saying, Hey, while you're controlling, let's just say the left hand side, the right hand side still on your screen rendering and what yeah. you're doing on the left hand side impacts the right hand side. So yeah, that, yeah. That was my big question That's for this is, like, yeah. well, is it a thing where you hit a button and switch? So if you remember playing, that's what it sorry like, spoilers yeah. for titanfall 2 here uh but in titanfall 2 there's some really cool sequences where you do a bit of a uh time jump to go back and see what this was like beforehand and you can i don't know if you guys remember that from that campaign yeah. that was a really cool campaign by the way yeah. um but anyway i wonder if i wondered when i saw this oh will the medium have that where you can quickly jump between these two versions of this parallel universe or like derek just described will it have both on the screen at the same time and what you're doing, you can look at either one. Like your eyes decide which one you want to look at, but they're both being moved in the same exact. Yeah, way. you're altering one side, but only yeah. controlling one. This yeah. is a this is filling a void that Silent or oh, that freaking Konami is refusing to fill. So well, the the confusion and the kind of the wackiness and like, whoa, this is going to be a really deep and confusing story. It, I got a lot of control vibes. Yes, it's also because the lead character reminded me of her a little bit as she was mm. talking. So a little bit of control, but yes, also some Silent Hill. And boy, it got creepier and creepier. At first, the trailer looked yeah. like, oh, it's a mystery thriller about a girl being murdered. <laughs> oh, my word, she's doing surgery on some gigantic thing with stitches. That's disgusting. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, it got real gross real fast. So overall, I, I'm definitely interested in that game. I am too. I thought that yeah. was one of the, again, titles that people should be talking about, but I don't hear yeah. that much talk. Um and then uh, next one again, nothing that we really need to talk about too much. Oh, we need to talk like, about this. No, yeah, absolutely. Cool. This is a Japanese cool. game. Derek. I already downloaded Fa Fantasy Star online on my Xbox One X. It's trash. So, trash, anyways, man. they're launching Fantasy Jerk. Star Online Two on next gen consoles. It's and called it's New Genesis. Launch exclusive. 
It looks like Xenoblade. It does. I agree with Tim's notes. But it plays like trash. It acts like trash. It <laughs> oh, for God's like sakes. Trash. I do it's like a... that this is a Sega published game. And so the, not the subtitle, but kind of like the pre-title they gave to this is New Genesis Fantasy Star Online 2. I was like, I see what so... you're doing, Sega. Fantasy Star Online 2 already exists, but this is uh, supposedly almost kind of like, you know how they sort of rebooted Final Fantasy 14 online? That's exactly what this is. Yeah. So it's almost kind of like rebooting it, but like it does look better than how it does right now. So it looks great. I have no idea how it plays. Derek says it plays poorly. I've never tried it, but it does look cool. I think the combat's cool. Derek's dumb. Moving on. So (laughs) this next one's actually pretty cool. And when they were showing it i had no clue what it was and then when they actually announced the title i was disappointed because the game crossfire x i believed was just like a multiplayer only game but they now have shown in this showcase a campaign trailer and they announced it as being made so the campaign's being made by remedy and it looked oh. even before i knew it was remedy cool but when again, I saw the Remedy? Remedy symbol, I was like, ooh, what's Remedy's next game? Yeah, I didn't I even catch first that. first person shooting, I was like, what yeah. is this? This is another oh. one. Again, you can get mad or people can get pissy. I don't care. If this was announced on the PlayStation, people would be talking about this. Like, it just feels yeah. like it just dies if it's announced on Xbox. But So this is a pretty cool thing. So the the This the, game looks awesome. Yeah, the the cinematic story trailer looked cool. The fact that it's being made by Remini, which I won't—they're never hit or miss. They always hit as far as quality. They're just not my favorite developer. They're not top ten, top fifteen, but I enjoy their work. In fact, going back and playing Control because I have it on PC, I actually appreciate the game more now. I still think the story is absolute absolute gibberish and just trash. But yeah, you just don't get it. Gameplay <laughs> in the world is super cool. And yeah. this is what I expect from this. It's got Dude, that this looks cool. Thing. They showed what I thought was a lot of gameplay. Uh, or they're just kind of used the cinematic trailer to show us what gameplay will be like. But to me, it looked like gameplay. And it looked really, really fast and slick with combination of stealth and action, sliding around, throwing knives, shooting and guns. It had and like going, a oh. Call of Duty feel to it. But knowing that it's Remedy it's not going to be like a call of duty campaign agreed yeah i i was intrigued by this one so it's it looks like the multiplayer is going to be free now i don't know if that's free with game pass or not but the single player is going to be a sold separately situation so you'll yeah, have so crossfire x the way crossfire works is crossfire is basically you're free to play across pc playstation everything free to play multiplayer game but this campaign is being developed by remedy that will be paid for and it's a console launch exclusive so it's going to come to all platforms at some point but this is one where microsoft has scooped it up yeah. at the beginning Cross- and they had a little note at the bottom i don't think the single player comes with game pass but i could be wrong i thought they were very clear at the bottom that the multiplayer will which is kind of misleading because it's going to be free for everybody it sounds like but the single player is sold separately not on game pass i think it i remember there being a really clear-cut line at the bottom trying to state that's that. totally fine if people have to pay for one thing get over it all right <laughs> so the last one is well for some people they were like oh man i already knew it was coming but i again i think this is a thing where maybe i'm woke but You're like very woke. I am okay, woke. Before before you talk about this one, Dan, 
we <laughs> knew that Horizon Zero Dawn 2 was going to happen. Yes? Right. And yeah. there were a lot of rumors that maybe they're going to announce it as a well, as an early PS5 game, right? Yes. When it was announced, were you like, whatever, we already kind of knew this was coming? Did yeah, I was just you? so woke that I just... You know, I was too aware because I was so awake. Or so this awoke. goes back to Derek's point. I just think there's an unfair <laughs> criticism that goes towards some companies that other companies don't get, where it's like if we kind of think, and we've been talking about this coming for a while, and you finally announce it, we're not going to be impressed. Well, I think it's more like you're finally announcing it, but you be- you didn't show me really anything. But I mean, at least Elder with... Scrolls got to do that, right? They've been talking about what's yeah, the next Elder Scrolls game. Done yeah. too. Let's stick to that one because you just brought that up, and I was if go back to our show. Absolutely thrilled that that was announced. I'm a huge Horizon Zero Dawn fan. But they showed nothing. They just showed like a cool cinematic trailer. It wasn't Well, that was all in-game, to be fair. Yeah, but still, it's it's further along in development. Yes. That's it. They didn't actually show you anything. They didn't tell you what the new game's going to be about as far as like, here's how we're going to do the RPG systems. Nothing like that. It was just like, hey, you've seen this chick before, but she's in a new environment. Get excited. She's True. not just a chick, Derek. Oh, yeah. She's a person, all right? She's on a journey, okay? She's on but a journey. this game, here's my thing, and this is what I was going to say. This game, for the last eight years, has been predicted. I watched a lot of shows, so I'm not making this up. We'll make some predictions for the upcoming Xbox E3. They're going <laughs> to announce a new Fable. They're going to announce a new Fable. Not just wish list. They're going to announce a new Fable. Miss, 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 miss. And the only fable we ever got announced was some stupid multiplayer fable that was no it fable legends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this finally comes true, and every reaction I saw was Oh, we already knew about So what? So what? <laughs> we were, I'm telling I'm telling you, it's because they did not show game if they showed some gameplay or or, or even like some like cinematic trailer, but that like was in-game well, assets, like something. Then for you know. me, was enough, and here's why: not because it I'm was talking. hilarious with the fairy getting eaten by. Yeah, a yeah, toad. yeah. This is being made by a new developer, and they yeah. were showing us. They were trying to show us, hey guys, for everybody who played Fable through Fable Three, we're keeping the tone the same. Like you right. don't have to worry about us changing it's everything. Gonna be we're light-hearted, gonna dark humor. Light-hearted, <laughs> dark humor. Uh-huh. With just this fantastic fantasy world. Well, yeah. and the, and the, the narrator said something about you picking your own destiny. So it's going to be in yeah. the same vibe as the other Fable games. You'll have paths to choose, good or evil, somewhere in between, kicking chickens. It's all going to be there. It's going to be great. I'm excited, man. I, I, I'm not saying the Fable games are the greatest, but I absolutely adore Fable 1. I adore Fable 2. Fable 3 was not as good, but I'm sure if I went back to it, I'd be like, ah, I like it more than I realized. But they're just there's something about them. They definitely need improvements. So I do hope they stick to how Fable games are made. But I also hope they they improve yeah. it. Oh, like not Peter just Molyneux. Peter Molyneux was like a bag, I'd so. like for my yeah. hero to talk. Agreed. I would like so, for like, people to talk. I'm worried that they're going to be like, no, we got to stick to how the original Fables were, and that's no. where uh, uh, Sally, Sally, fart. Uh, I, I think if it's a developer that actually cares about the property, and again, they don't have Peter Molyneux hovering over them with his dumb bald head trying to control (laughs) everything, like, I think then they'll do a great job with it. Well, I think if they go back to what made Fable 2 one of the best Xbox IPs I've ever played, Fable, and I'm not saying Fable 3 was bad, it had its moments, but Fable 2 was just 
to me, that was one of the best games of that gen. It was so, so good. And I just want them to go back to what made that special, what made that great. It was fun gameplay, interesting story, tons of side stuff, be good or be evil. So much fun. So and much fun. and I think the big thing would probably be stick to what you're doing with like the Halo, and that's create a, a fable that is set in big open areas. If it's not a big open world, make it big, op- multiple open areas, and let us just explore. Yeah. Give us our missions and stuff, but just put us as a kid, a boy or a girl, whatever we're doing, and just say, go out there and explore this crazy uh, give, fairy world that we give live. us yeah. Breath of the Fable or Ghost of That's the Fable. I was <laughs> That's all we want. So, overall, so that was how they closed out the show. I thought it was a pretty cool way to cap things off. And they bookended it with two of their biggest franchises, Halo and Fable. So I think that's like when I look at it as an overall show, I like the way that they put, put it together. I liked the announcements that they had that I didn't expect. I liked seeing things that I was hoping for like Fable, but I, I wouldn't say I expected it. So it was a nice one more thing. I loved it. I loved that there was a one more thing. It's kind of like when Nintendo did the Metroid Prime 4 one more thing. And all we've ever seen is that it's in development, but I'm still excited for whenever that someday comes out. Um, So this to me was a step beyond that. They at least bothered to put together a cinematic trailer. So uh, a teaser, I should say more, more than a full trailer, but uh, overall I give this one the same thing that I would give a Sony. And I think it was like an 8.5 and I'd put this right in the same range. And if we were to go to a hundred point scale, I might give this one just a couple of points above it on a personal level. I just got more hyped for these games than I did for the Sony one, but overall pretty even, pretty even excitement level for, for all these franchises. Are you sure? Are you allowed to like this more than the PlayStation? <laughs> well, see, I'm the Nintendo no. guy for this show, so I can do whatever I want. Okay. So for me, so, um, I would say, uh, don't want to be a broken record. I will say I was more excited for the Xbox show because I wanted to see fable. I was excited to see what they were going to do with halo. But I also, you know, for me, I have terrible memory. I was excited to see Horizon Zero Dawn 2 and stuff like that. So I honestly feel like they're pretty much the same as well. There you was gave some... it an 8.0. Yeah. For PlayStation. Just so you know. Good. I'm glad you're telling me. I would probably <laughs> put this one, I think 8's fair. Because I feel like the the beginning and the end were the highlights and the in between as i said there was multiple times i got up and i was like i can go pee or i can just zone out um so there was still some boring parts for me personally and there was some good announcements but overall i got what i wanted i wanted to see halo and i wanted to see what i saw i know yep. for other people they were disappointed i like it i like that it's open i like that they're going back to the nostalgia feel I liked it. And then just knowing, I don't care what they showed, just knowing (laughs) Fable exists means a lot to me. Um, It does to me too because Xbox has done such a poor job with some of their really interesting IPs over the years that it's like, where, what are they doing? So it's just nice to know, and I know this is going to sound like, I don't know, like I'm giving them too much credit. I find it to be really nice to know that they're working on it. I'm so glad that they're in development on Fable right now. Yeah, and I'm excited that it's a new studio, and it's a studio I trust. They're a well, it's the Forza studio. guys, right? Yeah, but the, and and they're a, they're a trustworthy studio. And the crazy thing is, is this is this is new for them. I mean, they've only worked on. I'm sure this is a totally different staff. They probably hired outside of just. I was going to say this is the Forza guys. This is yeah, this why they the don't have a Forza yeah. game. Yeah, so they've been working on this, and that would explain oh, why. Wow. 
hey, why didn't we see more of it? Well, these guys weren't just like sitting around. Like they've been doing other stuff. So got it. Overall, good show. I think eight eight point five is fair. I say for both of them. Um, but I'm excited. I'm ready. Here's my thing. And next step is when are we just going to get these pre-orders out of the way? Like I'm in the waiting game. Like give us our prices, give us our release dates. What are you waiting for? Quit Those are the two drawbacks I had with both shows. Why I wouldn't be like in a 10 out of 10. Perfect. Was that they st- still was a lot of information missing around even release windows for some of these games. But um, I think Xbox, especially I wanted some more fall 2020 spring 2021 or even a TBD. Let me know that it's, you know, they don't, they're not even close. So I, that was missing. I can't, I can't speak to Xbox, but there was that recent rumor that I mentioned on the last episode where Sony's trying to ramp up uh, some extra yeah. couple of two, three million units. So that, that would explain why they haven't done it yet. Cause they're trying to make sure they're like, yeah, no, for sure. We can hit like 3 million more. So, mm-hmm. you know, well, and I don't think, I think they know, I think they know the dates. I think they totally know. Oh, they oh yeah, I'm sh- for sure. I'm sure they have the yeah. And then if they need to adjust them, they just would. So this is so. this is strategy as far as neither one of them wants to release. They're playing it's a chicken. Game of chicken. Yeah, it's a game of chicken. <laughs> they so Dan, what, get, how would you rate this show? Too early, um, um, for competition purposes. Microsoft already made the mistake last gen of release. Hey guys, we're just gonna come out and tell you all our plans, our pricing, all that. And Sony was like, ah, "You guys are so stupid. Drop the price. Drop this. Drop that." <laughs> That's right. So I do think Microsoft is playing it a little bit safer while still being simple, uh, transparent in some areas. But I think Sony, this is kind of their shtick. Like they wait and they wait and they have the right to wait. They destroyed last gen. I fully expect uh, we got to stop comparing consoles uh, sales numbers, not just because, oh, Dirk's Xbox is losing. It's a different battle now. I don't think Microsoft cares about selling sex as much as we, we think they do. <laughs> really, that was an interesting sentence. I really series think X shortened, if those of you who are wondering. <laughs> you know, Derek, it's interesting you said that right as I happened to open up Twitter and Larry, is it, as you say, Herb, Major Nelson from Xbox, yeah. he just retweeted an article from GameIndustry.biz that's an opinion piece about how the console war is over, that it's not mm-hmm. really a one-on-one who yeah. sells the most consoles anymore? It's shifting. It's totally shifting, and subscription services are going to be a bigger part of that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. very interesting that you just happened to say that right then. Which, by the way, and we're going to end the show, but I think it's it's really Dan's rating of this thing. It's a really good thing for the industry because we're not reliant on how well a console sells for these businesses to stay thriving, and so that we can continue to get good IPs. Um, and also down the road, not anytime soon, but this could change the value of exclusives too. Totally. Um, you might be able to be a little bit more free with sharing your exclusives once everything gets away from physical boxes that we have to own. So I honestly think if Microsoft would love to be able to put their Game Pass service that you could subscribe to on every console, including PlayStation. They're just not ready to yet. There's still mm. too much competition going on and sony still hasn't shown their hand with what the future of ps now and their subscription service might end up being so yeah i think game pass is something that microsoft would love to shift away from doing the physical hardware if i had to guess but i could be wrong of course i think if they want it on your tv where you just turn your tv on and go they want it on your phone where you stream it 
They just want you to stream it. You know, they want all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, all right, uh, Dan. Dan, what would you rate this thing? Give yeah, me just kind of overall thoughts and your rating on this thing. Um, I would. So I gave the Sony one an eight point five. Um, I will give this an eight. Um, there were games that I was like, oh, that's super cool. I would like to yeah. play that right now. Um, yeah. and, and that's really at the end of the day, what's most important are the games. Mm-hmm. Um, I just give it a, a notch below because of what I had mentioned in, in that exchange with you. I, I did want more gameplay. I think that's very important because again, I want to see how the games actually look when I'm playing them. Um, is it because they didn't just... have bug snacks? Is that what is that what it was? I mean, we could talk about bug snacks because I'm talking about bug snacks. So, <laughs> no. but um, yeah, no, I just that there were some really great looking games. I'm glad that Microsoft is finally. I don't know why it took them this long. Finally, starting to kind of venture out in in different avenues of different types of genres and you know buying companies. They they should have been buying companies years ago. I don't know what took them so long to buy a bunch of companies to make yeah, them all they these. Got a ton you know, of money, man. They could still I think they could buy WB. Seriously. I mean that, not, there's been rumors for that. WB and they had like Mortal Kombat Shadow. I would be so War. bummed if you were playing Mortal Kombat and I couldn't play Mortal Kombat. I'd be so furious. Dude, I wouldn't. I w- I was actually <laughs> thinking after Witcher Three, Microsoft might buy uh, CDPR, but maybe mm. they're maybe they've made a bid and CDPR PR is determined not to. But um, yeah, I they're they're big enough it. where I don't think they want anybody messing with their stuff. So, but they um, are. Yeah. But it's weird because they really only have well now coming up on two franchises, right? For the most yeah. part. Yeah. But um. But, yeah. No, that was cool stuff, and uh, you know. And Halo, um, I mean, I don't, I don't care about Halo, and I never have, and I still don't. But I mean, I'm glad there's a new Halo coming out, and it has the sort of nostalgia and, and the feels of the first one, which is what people have been asking for. So, yeah, yeah and, I am happy and, for all. It needed a reboot, especially after I liked the ending of Five, but it needed a reboot. It's kind of like uh, God of War, right? They rebooted God of War, and it blew, it freaking blew our minds. It was amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know. This doesn't look like quite the same type of reimagining. I think at some point in the future there will be a complete shift, and Halo will will do a similar overhaul. This looks just like a culmination of all of what makes Halo really good, and people. But love yeah, it. if so. it feels like one, but like at, does add new stuff and like it's really fun to play, then that's yeah. really that's a it. win at the end of the day. So. Exactly. All right, well, thank you all for listening. Those are our thoughts on the Nintendo Direct Mini. That's right, we did talk about that briefly. Uh, But most importantly, the Xbox Games Showcase. Lots to look forward to this fall. And if you are not a Game Pass subscriber, but you have a PC or an Xbox system, what is wrong with you? Go go subscribe to that service. Even right now, even before all this stuff comes out, there's some really awesome stuff on there. So thanks, Dan and Derek, for taking time to chat tonight. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Here we go! Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! Boy, you are not ready. Pikachu! Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight. Bye, everybody. Bye, Craig. Craig, why do you look so sad? Come on, Craig. Don't be sad. Craig, why are you not 4K?